Welcome to me. How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is coming from the Chord Progression Podcast, the podcast where young rock metal fans discover new music and find players where they can connect and feel accepted. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are going all the way to Italy for this one. You guys know I love my Italian metalcore, and this band, well, they're going all over the place with music, but is metalcore a part of it? <laughs> yep. And the conversation here is insane. If you're in a band, you're like, label or independent or housework this band is definitely one for you to check out because they're doing it all trust me it's awesome before we jump into the podcast though i want to thank sponsor for this podcast come from phoenix fitness so you guys know mosh pits are my thing along with podcasting and talking to these bands you know i love music and podcasting and well, moshing oh yeah i see thinking about you know the previous night before i was uh, recording this i was in chicago for bleed from within devil's prod and august burns right and ooh, is that a moshy good time and i had to make sure that i was mosh pit fit for the show so what's mosh pit fit mosh pit fit is what i like to call for my, my standpoint i want to be in the pit from the beginning of the first band to the end of the headliner and never miss a beat in between i want to make sure that i can consistently go throughout the whole entire thing but at the exact same time i got to be big enough so i can deliver some hits but also you know strong enough to the point where there'll be some bigger dudes in there than me nate and i don't want to end up getting killed so i got to make sure that i'm mosh fit enough in order to take care of this and that's why i go to the gym six times a week for like two and a half, three hours at a time to be able to do this. A lot of weightlifting, a lot of cardio. But I also make sure that I'm preparing my body right and recovering right to make sure I continue to stay in day out. And then when it comes time to be, you know, in those pits, I am perfectly mosh pit fit and can do it day in and day out. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in because they can help you achieve your fitness goals and get mosh pit fit with us. They have different types of supplements such as different types of pre-workout, both stim and stim free. I use their stim free stuff because guys, I don't need any more energy than I already have. Trust me on that. Those would be simple recovery compounds to help your uh, muscles absorb nutrients directly after a workout. Different types of protein to help you build muscle, uh, whey-based protein, creatine, or they've got creatine as well. Uh, plant-based protein, collagen-based protein. I use their whey chocolate malt flavor because, ooh, that's good stuff. They also have different types of multivitamins. Let me, anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% off use code CPP20 at FX.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Link description of the podcast. And now it is time for us to talk with Loris from Ultra Violence. And again, if you are in a band and or if you're a fan you're wondering like okay which is going to be better go with a label go independent oh my lord you're going to be ready for something that had me spiraling spiraling are you ready to have your mind go spiraling too in the best way possible yeah you are let's go yeah well 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 ladies and boys and girls listeners of the chord progression podcast on a quest to contact every person that's following us on Instagram to give them a big thank you, just connect with them, have a good time, has led me to connect with this guy right here and his band. Plus, you've known us, especially from my standpoint, I love Italian metalcore. I love everything about it from Stain the Canvas. We have Eline on the podcast. We have, I mean, There's a couple others that we had on there. We tried to get a couple others on as well. So you know I'm big into it. I made a whole video about it as well. And when this guy said, hey, want to check out my band, see what we can do, I checked out. I'm like, uh, yeah. So bing, bang, boom. I mean, but when it comes to this band, best way to describe it is 
I really don't know how to describe their sound. I've heard a bunch of metalcore in there, sometimes some experimental pop rock, some post-hardcore pieces, some rock. It's all over the place. It's a grab bag of just everything you could possibly want. So enough with me pumping it up. Let's just jump right into it. So please welcome Loris from the band Ultraviolence to the podcast. So Loris, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. And hi, everybody. How's it going? Um, yeah, as you were saying, I was uh, happy to find out about your podcast and I actually found out about it thanks to the Italian bands, like Stay in the Campus. I watched some clips and I was like, oh, this is cool. This guy is really good. Like, he, he gets like all the information before doing the interview. It's really prepared and I really love that. So I was like, good job, man. And then we started talking. <laughs> oh well, well thank you because i remember yeah with the stain the canvas guys those guys I've, i they're absolutely fantastic i literally had them on the podcast okay so here's a funny story we were set to do the first time i ever interviewed them we were set to, i was set to interview them and it was the day when like all of a sudden stuff started shutting down because of the pandemic especially across the world and then we got it rescheduled and it was the first day when the whole entire world was in lockdown that was the first time we ever interviewed it was like okay what the heck's going on we're gonna get to see these guys then they started coming out their second album and i found out their pr contact and they're like okay i really want to do this and it was like yeah they want to do this let's go let's go let's go i'm like yay apparently i'm still good here so more I can find out about Italian music and Italian metal, especially. Whew, I'm all for it, man. So connecting with you like that through this, man. First off, staying the canvas. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Have to give them a lot of thanks. So before we jump into a lot of things, just man, how has everything been going in your world lately? How have you been doing? How has everything been going with the band? Just how's life been? Oh yeah, I've uh, been going through a lot of changes lately in my life and. With the band, uh, I'm actually concentrating on writing as much as possible and like getting better at writing and producing our own stuff. And, you know, the way I am, if I don't have a song that I'm working on, uh, I I mean, I need it. I need it in my life to have a song that I'm working on and then I know that it's going to be out in the future just to get on with my life. I need to have that reminder that thing that i that i can't even work on like one hour a day and other than doing like mm, class like normal jobs and other normal stuff in life so that's what i'm concentrating on lately and that and i'm also working for other artists and other bands uh, helping them shape their sounds and produce and write and that's what's going on and unfortunately not not a lot of live action on our side uh we just had like one show back in december in milan it was really cool and i can't wait to do more but it's just we need to grow a little bit more to get like the right um opportunities mm -hmm. to, to do shows that really matters to take part uh, on tours that we mm -hmm. really we, we'd really love to be part of uh, other, um, instead of just going out just for the sake of playing live and, and not having like a, a solid um, organization behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, th that does make a lot of sense. And this kind of reminds me of the conversation I recently had with Jeremy from the band Earth Groans. We were talking about having been successful when it came to being, in a, mu being a musician, being in a band, and how he looked at it as it was like it's 80% business 
and 20% creative and taking a look at from your aspect, you're kind of following along with that where you do have the time where you're working on, you know, everything with ultrasounds, where you're writing, where you're doing all of that, where you have, you know, maybe the one show where you perform and also working with other artists to help them from the time. So you're being creative there. But for the majority of it is, okay, we have to be on the business side of it so that when we continue to go forward, we have everything set up there and we're continuing to grow our sound in that way where people are getting to know more about it. You guys are going and working alongside, you know, other bands you like for yourself you are just continuing to try and build up that base behind you so that you can go and do these things it's you're taking this as seriously as you should with creating that balance between being able to grow the band in terms of listenership in terms of viability in terms of touring in terms of team everything around there while still keeping that creative aspect in mind because if you're a hundred percent creative then your music is never going to really reach anybody because there's going to be no way to push it out there but if you're a hundred percent business and there's no creative then you're not going to be putting anything out there of substance you have to find that balance and it seems like right now you are working to really find that balance and the fact that you know you have you want to have a song you have to work on writing every single day you know have an hour here have an hour there every day you're going to fuel that creative, you know, fire to keep it going so that when the business stuff gets a little tedious, gets a little boring, you can always rely back on the creative. Yeah, absolutely. And luckily, I love doing both sides of the thing. That's that's why we've, uh, we've been able to do it for so long, because actually, that's what I love doing, especially like the business side of the band. I kind of like it. And the creative side, absolutely love it. So it's kind of easy for me to take care of that because it doesn't feel like a struggle. And I'm actually excited before uh, connecting with you right now for the podcast. Holy shit, did you hear that? I saw, I, I heard, I saw the, I saw the flash of lightning in the window behind you. It was like, is that just like a random flash of light or was that lightning or what? But now I know what it was. <laughs> it's going down like the rain is pouring down right now here in Italy. Um, there was like a gigantic thunder. Anyway, I was saying before connecting to the podcast with you, uh, I was listening to a final mix of a new song that I've been working on. And I'm so excited. Like every time that we release a new song, I'm always like, oh, it's the best song we've ever done. But this one really feels like it. And I cannot wait to release it. Also, it's probably going to come out with a label. And we, we haven't been doing releases with labels since... 2018 because we we went completely independent and uh, so i'm excited that this label reached out to us and we managed to finish this song on time and it, it's sounding great so i can't wait to release it and also there's another one that i've been working on prior to this one that it's almost ready so we have a couple new ones ready to go out and i cannot wait to release them Okay, now this is definitely something I do want to dive into. I also want to dive into the song and the final mix because, I mean, just looking at your eyes and hearing the excitement in your voice, I, I know there's a lot behind there, and I do want to bring it to light so, you know, we can basically be like, okay, when this song is ready to come out, you're going to want to go listen to it. Yeah! Full WWE wrestling promo style. <laughs> but through your time, you know, being in a band, through your time with Ultraviolence, working and also, you know, putting things out with labels and then going fully independent and now working to do releases again with a label. I've got a couple of questions around there that just are sitting in my brain. And my first one is back in 2018, why did you guys decide to go from a label to go independent? Because I know a lot of artists that have gone from the labels to the independent route lately. Yeah, uh, actually, I didn't like the label that we were in. 
I mean, not not in a bad way. Like the, it was a good label, but I didn't feel like they were taking care of the project in a way that would make sense for us to compl- completely divide our earnings with them. If you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. they weren't doing enough work to deserve half the earning from the from the music. So I was like, we might as well go independent and keep 100% of the earnings because we're pretty much doing everything ourselves anyway. So that's, that was the main reason. Also, another reason was that we changed style of music a little bit from trash kind of, kind of full-blown trash metal to uh, some more like metalcore or alternative rock. I, I don't know how to call it. But that also made sense because the label that w- we were in, uh, it was like an extreme metal label. Uh, so it didn't make sense to continue with them. And I didn't look for new labels anyway because I wanted to try this in completely independent thing. And it worked out well for us. I mean, I like I like doing it. I like uh, taking care of all the videos and releases and distribution on the platforms and printing the cds like really really uh diy but it, it it meant a lot to me like it was really cool to take care of every single aspect and actually everything came out better than before so even the videos and the graphics and everything was like looked more professional so we, we were like we didn't really need that uh, but uh, yeah, and even the earnings, even though it's not much, absolutely not at all to sustain like mm-hmm. a career, but the earnings that we've seen coming from Spotify, for example, they were satisfying to be like, we made this music and now we're getting some money back and we don't have to wait for the label to just send out statements like one year after the songs were out with like half what we were supposed to uh, earn so it felt good see now that, that makes a lot of sense because when i'm thinking about it from the other conversation i've had with a lot of other artists there's a couple of reasons why i've seen them gone independent and you kind of fit into there one is you know the earning side of things if a label isn't really you know doing enough of what you think in terms of being able to earn those earnings you're going to want to find a way to get that money back because you feel like you've earned that money and even though the label is going to be helping out at some point, that the what they're helping out with and what their cut is are not on equal measure. And all the time, it's going to be where the monetary version of it is going to be much more than, you know, the work that's being put in there. So when you see that, you want that money back. Secondly, what you said when it came to, you know, ex- more on the extreme metal side, more on the thrash metal side, when you want to go and change up your sound, unless a label, I've seen this, unless a label is very, very heavily invested into a band and into their persona, into their, who is just like you know, how they write their songs, how everything is there, the most thing they're going to be invested into is their sound. And they're going to want something that they feel like they can market and is consistently there. So when you want to explore on different sounds, you know, if you're going to try to explore metalcore, if you're going to try to explore um trying to think like alternative rock more of a experimental pop rock put some post hardcore in there if they're not as invested in you but they're just invested in the sound that you guys made on the records that you had just previously they're going to want to try and find a way to force you to stay in that lane because that's what they see as the money making opportunity compare that but i mean there's always bands that can break that take a look at bad omens right now i believe sumerian records where yeah bad omens you take a look at their listen their first record that's metalcore through and through Take a look at their second record. It's got a good amount of metalcore in there, but then there's some variations. 
And then they just went full on whatever the heck they felt like doing with the death of peace of mind. And now they're one of the biggest bands in the entire world. But the label didn't let them stay in a box. They let them go off. But they're not going to do that with every single band. But the other thing that you said, too, that I've heard for a lot of bands, too, was you just wanted to give it a shot. And that yeah. makes a lot. I'll say that makes a lot of sense, too, because take a look at what happened, especially since after the with the pandemic, once it hit how are bands going to try and get uh, like, you know, get, get themselves out there. They're going to have to do whatever they could. They're going to have to do whatever they could to produce their own content, to put out their own stuff. And with the invention of the internet as well, with a Spotify streaming, YouTube, everything around there, those gatekeepers are for certain things are gone where you don't need a label to get past those certain gatekeepers or those points of contention. You don't need a label to get you onto a streaming service. You don't need a label to get your videos onto YouTube because where are people listening to music? Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever other streaming service you use to. Where are they watching your YouTube videos? They're not going to MTV to watch music videos. They're not going to some strict video platform. They're going to YouTube. So why not give it a shot yourself? And it seemed like, especially in that time period, it completely worked out for you guys, like you said. Yeah, you can do it absolutely by yourself, especially I remember the, the stress when we were coming out with our album in 2018. We were like having to send the video to the label and waiting for them to post it on YouTube. And then they would like, no, we need to postpone it. But we, but we had like shows coming so it, it was all messed up because of the other releases that this label had to take care of and now we were like let's just choose the day and we can like release it whenever we want and we don't have to like wait for anyone or anything and you can do it and we also managed to get a lot of um, official spotify playlist placements by being independent and i didn't think that was possible but like the first single that came out we we went straight on uh all new metal i believe it's called the playlist when all the new metal release mm -hmm. and we were like at number four in the list and i was like we 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 don't have a label i just pitched the song to spotify and i was like the new song is coming out and and they put it there so we were like we can really do it ourselves. We don't need a label, and uh, and and it happened again with the with the new singles, and not every one of them, but they got placements, and and I was like, that's really cool for Spotify to do something like that because I don't know from from outside you may think, oh they're all like they have agreements with the label where like they need yeah. to like have some spots for them in the playlist because. Spotify playlist game is really really important, and and but apparently they just this decide what they want, mm -hmm. and it's good thing for for independent bands absolutely. And right now to go on with with the thing about the labels, we're releasing this song with a label because uh, first of all it's just one single. Like they're interested in trying one single. It's not like a deal that's gonna uh, tie has to them for three albums like we did in the past like we've always been signed before 2018 first ep signed and the three albums after that they're all signed to label so as you said we wanted to try it um but this time we're, we're doing things like we know what it's like so we're like okay one single okay let's give it a try like we're gonna do this single together see how it goes see uh, how it works see how the song performs and then maybe 
we can decide if we want to collaborate further mm-hmm. in the future or if we just like a single with you mm-hmm. like some something like the in the electronic music world that they like mm-hmm. every single song goes out with a different label because the, they they select them and they put them out so it's something like that and uh, as we wanted to try being independent now we all we also want to try this single thing with a label and see how it goes Okay, there's a couple of things I really want to get into there because now my mind is spinning a couple of different directions. First thing was when it comes to the playlist side of things, you know, you might like when it comes to doing better as an independent versus when you're on that label. Just when it comes to labels, well, you know, they're gonna have certain enough. They're gonna have a lot of bands. They might have a lot of bands. They might have a couple, but what our bands are putting more stock in, of course, they're gonna focus on those releases and they're gonna make sure that they those releases become the best as possible. Where they're gonna say, you know, maybe your some of your releases are gonna be the best possible. But we're all human, and human nature does end up embedding in there to the point where they may have just like, okay, you're gonna put your singles out, try and get on this editorial playlist. Yeah, they might they just might have just, you know, lax on that part or forgotten about it. Whereas independent side of things, if you really want to do it, you're gonna find a way to reach out and get a chance to do it. And even for myself, I'm not a big fan of those editorial playlists. I really don't care for them because then it's like, okay, you got a one person or group of people deciding what's new is gonna go on there. So it kind of brings that gatekeeper area forward. But also with myself, I'm not ignorant to the fact that that's how a lot of people discover new music. And there are bands that are going to be, bands and labels are going to be pitching all this stuff to them. So they're going to get to listen to a lot of these things and they're just going to put out whatever they like. But it gives bands a lot better of a chance when it's not something where, but it's just, you know, people that are putting it out there when it's not, you know, okay, there's going to be a very specific, like, you know, back in like, back before streaming, when it was, you had all these radio stations, you had all these different, you know, maybe like Pandora. And it was, they're going to pay to have these certain things put out there. And there's going to be contracts that have to have them out there. So it, it, is it, is it the best situation? No, it's not. not, We're always going to find something that's going to be better down the road, but is it better than what we had beforehand? Absolutely. Especially for independent bands. But going with this next label for one release, that is something that kind of, you know, you, when it comes to rock and metal, that's unheard of. But you did say that this is something like when it comes to electronic music, like this is something that is consistent. And that kind of blew my mind. So like, do you know how this really works, especially from the electronic side of things and how you're going to be using it with more of the rock and metal sense when it comes to like a single release on a certain, a single label? This is just like... I, I I couldn't believe that that was the case, but now my mind is like spiraling right now. I want to know more about this. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not really like um, I don't know the electronic music world that well, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember seeing a lot of electronic music coming out like from the same artist. Uh, every single comes out for a different label, just because that label contacts them and they're like, "Let's do a song for us." And they're like, yeah, they they sign a deal and they're like, this single goes out um, through this label and the next one through another label. We don't care. And that's why I refer to the electronic music world because okay. I always felt that it works this way for them. And this proposal that we, that we got uh, reminded me of that kind of style of doing things. And, and I liked it, honestly, because I don't want to, myself with with the same team for like six years like we did in the past and um, so yeah yeah we just want to try it and maybe after this 
this thing we we see that we work well together or maybe we're like okay it was good but we we want to go back and release things independently well we can we still have the freedom to do what mm -hmm. we want after trying this thing it's just one song so that's why it's really exciting and also the cool thing is that they're gonna put like their effort their their team is gonna work towards making this single uh as successful as possible and also they're going to take care of the visual things like the cover art and the, the like this visualizer stuff and things like that that i always had to take care of myself and i don't have that much time for it even though i really like taking care of those things but like lately all our cover arts and all our videos i i did them myself it, they're not awesome but they're like good enough to to go along with the releases and i didn't have to like pay thousands of euros to be a team or some people to do that for me so the fact of having a, a team that does that every day taking care of that for us uh makes me happy because i can uh, focus and i can use all my time to producing the the, the song and yeah, that's the, that's what exciting about it for me right now. And then I can tell you more uh, after the song is out and after uh, the response that we get from for it after a few months. And we'll see. We'll see. See, now I'm going to be curious about that of when the song comes out and like what's going to happen there. Because coming from your standpoint, just being on like, you know, doing it as just a one single it's again when it comes to these labels it's these labels what are the, what are they buying what are they attracted to that they're trying to get they're trying to get the music they're trying to get you guys they're trying to get the artists so you're the ones that are essentially you know they're the you're the prize basically so when it comes to labels it's why do they want to get these bands locked in for a long period of time because what happens if these bands are getting bigger and bigger then they have that prize and they have it consistent but if you go on like a song by song base like with the electronic stuff then it's you know okay what happens if that first that's that one song you put out absolutely hits well then that label that you work with the first on that one single they might want to go again and it's going to be more worth your while because they're going to see more value to it and your value is going to increase or they're going to try and lock you down for longer because they're going to want to be like hey this was successful we want to keep this going or you're going to have other labels coming in competition where it's like the value is continuing to rise but then you're kind of playing like a stock market game that way where all of a sudden if your value falls you're going to do another one single you might not get as much so you always there's always going to be pros and cons to everything but i like about with this one with what you're doing is you've seen what it's like when it comes to just being on a label consistently with a certain album deal that kind of stuff you've seen what it's like independently and now you're going to try and like a mix of the both of them. But with this one too, it's okay. Here's the new single. Here's everything. We're going to put this out as good as possible. And we're going to see what happens. So you're not tied down everything because what happens if all of a sudden it works, but you get you're like, you know what? It worked and everything. We learned some things, but everything that we had been doing previously was a better quality. So let's just go back to being independent. Let's give it a shot there. But maybe you'll learn a couple of things. Always taken as a learning opportunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also the cool thing about this is that uh, this label contacted us uh, because they heard a song from us, which is Nightmares. It's probably the last single that came out. And it was a, um, a, a different kind of situation because um, I produced that song with the purpose of participating to the uh, cyberpunk game 
contest. They launched a contest a few months ago when they were like, we're, we're making an expansion to this game and we want to build a radio station inside of it. And we want to ask the fans, the musicians to send us songs and we're going to select 15 of them and put them in this radio station. And, and I was like, that's cool. I want to try that. And, uh, but it was like, it, like, it was really difficult to get selected because they had like 7,800 submissions. So to go, to narrow it down to 15 tracks was like less than 1%. And I was like, oh, I really hope that we get selected because I wrote this song. It was more uh, kind of electronic rock. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan of the game. I mean, I like the visuals, but yeah. I never played it. And I, <laughs> I'm not really a gamer at all. So I always liked the visuals of the game. And I was like, this goes along well with the music that I'm writing. So let's give it a shot. Unfortunately, we weren't uh, chosen for the, for the game. And when they announced the winners, I checked them, them all out. And I was thinking that was really cool of the people behind it because they selected artists that were really, really small, like a lot smaller than us. So I was like, that's cool. Like we didn't win, but a lot of artists that are really small, they got this incredible opportunity and it's really a cool thing. And but we ended up releasing the song anyway, independently, because we were we were we were really proud of it. And they this label found the song on YouTube and they contacted us asking us if we wanted to like try releasing a new single with them. So at the end of the day, it worked something worked out with this song because I was really happy with it and I felt like it had potential. And at the end of the day, not the cyberpunk uh, route route, but uh, the label contacting us, it, it got us something at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm really happy with that song. I mean, clearly it had potential for something. It just wasn't the intended purpose, but you take a look at it in a couple of things. One, what happens if you were still on that other label and you wanted to do something like this? Well, now you're going to put out that song, but it might not go, it might go against what they want you to do or what, you know, is the terms of your deal. So you can't put out something like that without some sort of severe penalty, but being independent, you're like, you know what? I want to give this a shot. Let's give it a shot. I'm going to end up doing something that's a little bit more different than what we're used to because it fits the style of the competition that we're going for. It fits the style of the game, the visuals, the aesthetics, everything around there. So now you release it and yeah, it gets some, gets some hits. It gets people to listen to it, but then you get the attention of a, a, another label that says, Hey, we really like this. What if we try something for the next release? And now you're going to be giving this whole entire other idea for how to release your music and how to work alongside other labels. You, these labels a try in terms of, you know, instead of being in a longer contract, instead of just being independent, you're going to give, you know, the, the buffet style approach a try and why not? Because this is one of the things that stands out to me when you brought the electronic side of it is if they've been doing electronic music, why have I not heard that happening in rock and metal at all? Like what's, where's the disconnect? Because if, a, especially in today's single driven world with streaming, where it seems like the albums are dying, where more bands are just releasing straight singles or EPs, or if they're releasing albums, it's like, you know, you're having like six or seven or eight, even sometimes eight singles coming off an 11 song album. Why, why not give it a shot? Because that's the way that the 
industry has been going. That's the way that culture has been going with the way people are consuming music and what is the most, you know, convenient way for them to do so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It feels like nowadays that's the the like natural way to go about it because let's be honest, singles are more exciting, keeps the listener more um like curious yeah. and the albums uh they they're really cool like they're an experience but nowadays i i don't hear a lot of people that have that time to dedicate to an entire album and it's a little bit sad but at the same time it's how people are consuming music today and i'm i'm not mad about it like i don't want to be like a, an old school kind of guy that's like no you, you gotta listen to the entire album i'm gonna check out the singles and if i like them i might check out the album i'm i mean th what's the uh, the purpose here is to like listen to music that you enjoy mm -hmm. so like i'm not i'm not gonna be tied to i have to listen to 10 songs to be like a real fan <laughs> yeah and even though for myself too i do like albums especially because there are songs that come out that aren't the singles that when you start going through the deep cuts of them, you find out that, you know, either in your opinion that they're even better than any of the singles that came out or they hit you in such a way where you just get like thrown backwards and you can't believe any, you can't believe what you heard. For me, I still remember this was like three years ago when uh, Polaris released their The Death of Me album. And I like some of this. I like the singles listen to the album. I like the album. But I got to this song called Above My Head. It just completely took me back and just feeling the intensity of the pressure, just the power behind it. I never would have gotten that had I not listened through the whole album because it was a deep cut on there. It wasn't promoted as a single. But taking a look at how music has been consumed, let's just say over the past, I don't know how far do I want to go. Since like, I'll use 1950, I'll say I'll use post-World War II as the example. How how was music consumed first? It was either if you wanted to hear a single song, it was going to be on the radio. But... You never knew what song was going to be, and there was a lot of payola going on at that point, the pay-to-play kind of stuff. So you had to listen and buy the record, but you couldn't skip on the record because, you know, it's going around and around and around. You couldn't do that on a vinyl record. A-track tape players or cassette tapes, you could fast-forward them, but it would take a lot of time, so you, skipping songs wasn't really necessarily worth it. When CDs came out and you could hit the next button, you could skip the track, it made it easier, but you still had to consume the full album. You still had to buy the physical copy, so you were invested in the whole entire thing. You had investment in there, so you wanted to listen to the whole entire thing. Then when it came to MP, uh, iTunes and the MP3 and the iPod, yeah, you know, you could buy individual songs, so the single is a little bit more important, but you still were purchasing them personally. So you wanted to potentially buy the whole album too because you could have it all on there. You could get the whole album if it was from an artist that you like. The idea for your album was still there, but again, you could have a lot easier time selecting that single song. But then streaming comes in and you pay, what, six, seven bucks a month and you get unlimited music for the whole month, no ads, nothing. You don't have to listen to a whole album. And pushing a single, if you push a whole album out there, that's great. But everyone's releasing so many, so much music, so much, it's so much time. You put a new album, it's there for a month, and then it's gone in the in the zeitgeist of culture. But if you're releasing a new single every two to three months, even though I know that's incredibly difficult to do, but I'm just gonna use the example, you're constantly maybe on one of those editorial playlists, you know, the new metal playlist. Okay, you're on there. Two months later, boom, a new, brand new song for you is on there again. Another two months, three months later, boom, you're back on there again. So the name recognition keeps coming. People keep hearing the sound. People keep getting into it. It's a lot easier to get to do the single game now in terms of listener viability. In terms of artist viability, that can be really difficult because it's not easy to 
write, create, produce, record, maybe make a whole video out of a whole song and really do a whole entire distribution strategy around it consistently every two to three months. Yeah, no, actually, uh, I actually like it more this way from a, <laughs> from a writing perspective uh, because it gives me time to like really concentrate on a single production, even though it's more time consuming and it's more expensive for sure, mm -hmm. because you got to go uh, like record vocals only for that song. Whereas mm -hmm. for an album, you would go into the studio and record uh, vocals for like eight songs in two days. And, and like, it makes more sense. But at the end of the day, I remember how stressful it was to write an entire album of 10 songs. It, you got to remember all the little details of every single song, like vocals and guitars and drums. And if there's something that you have to like change or modify, you, you're really going to have to be super concentrated and you might not give the same importance to all the songs. Instead, when you're working on a single, you just have like this, those three to four minutes of a of music and you want it to be absolutely perfect so you you're looking at the lyrics again and you're thinking uh, i might change this sentence or i might change this guitar part or i might add this sample like you you're really focusing on one thing that it's short mm -hmm. and and you can really give it your your 100 percent and even though as i said it's more expensive and we're trying to do that thing like a new single every as as soon as possible <laughs> but yeah it's like you gotta uh, luckily uh, lately i've been producing a lot of our stuff so we don't go to the studio but uh, the the mixes we hand them out to like professional mixers and it's expensive uh, like when you do a whole album they give you like a forfeit price when you do a single it's like expensive <laughs> and so from the money side of things it's not really it's it's more worth it to do an album but for the like creative aspects i love it this way so much especially because when you write an album you're writing 10 songs maybe one of the songs you you wrote it one year ago but when the whole album is ready that song it's already one year old and you're releasing it and by the time it comes out it's one year and six months old because all the like uh, process that you have to go through, and then you you don't really feel excited about that song anymore. Instead, with with the single things, the singles thing that we're doing now, you write a song, you give it your hundred percent, and at max two months later, it's out there for everyone to listen to, and you're still excited about that song. So it's even easier to promote it. And uh, that's what I that's what I'm enjoying it the most about it. I think the biggest thing that I was a big fan of from just that little you know segment that you just gave in terms of everything was you showed both the negative side of it and you also talk about the positive side of it as well because when it comes down to it, yeah, no matter what, there's gonna be negatives to just only doing singles to where it's gonna be potentially more expensive because you're gonna go through full production of maybe 11 singles versus you do 11 songs on an album. We have to split it up over time. The money's gonna be there, the full production, the distribution, it's gonna be a lot different. It's gonna be more tedious on that aspect. But when it comes to the creative side of things, 
you have the freedom to change up as much as you want and you can go in different directions if you feel like it just because you're not tied to a certain concept. You're not tied to a certain sound that you're trying to go through on that album. You're not tied to a certain lyrical content that it's like, okay, I want every song to be and this album to be somewhere around this kind of emotion, whether it's you know something that's heavy or something that's lighter. You can go and just have fun with whatever you want to go with. And if you find something new to try, you have the freedom to do that. So there's a lot of positives along with a lot of names, but you have to give it a shot for yourself and see what you like and what you don't. And when it comes to the creative aspect from you, I mean, again, take a look at Nightmares. You and you wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't, you know, more, okay, let's see what we can do with these singles. Let's see what we can go here. I think about uh, Falling in Reverse in that aspect where back after like 2017, they haven't done an album since, but they've released, I want to say for brand new songs, they've released, uh, how many? Seven? And that's since that the seven and six years. But taking a look at the trajectory that they were that they've been on, I mean, they were opening up for bands like playing in like 2,000 cap venues in 2017, and now they're going on a full arena tour. Like, it allows you to just—I mean, there's other aspects that are there, but just using that as an idea, it allows you to be different, creative, and try different things with your sound that you want to try out, and allows you to take the time to perfect that, and allows you to take time to go and really understand where you want to go as an artist, and not just. Okay, we want to go here, and now that we got these songs ready, they're ready to go, and then that release cycle is, you know, a year and a half long just to get that song out from when you first were excited about it to, okay, now it's out a year and a half later, you're sitting there thinking, it's out now. I've heard this song for over a year and a half. There's no more excite. There's no more brand new excitement for it for me. Even though the fans might be excited, it's hard for you to, like, share that excitement with them at that time. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. That's and I know I'll say I know that can't be easy, but I know you said you're working on a new song right now, getting the final mix going and listen to it, and you're just like, whoo, you were real excited about that. So because we've just been talking about singles, what can we expect on this new song? Cause you got me intrigued. Yeah, so uh we did Nightmares, which was like not really metal at all. It was like more super electronic oriented and like rock electronic rock i i would like to describe it as but with this new song we kind of um, started from nightmares as a type of sound and we integrated the metal metal aspects uh into it and i'm really excited because it blended in so well and there's screaming and clean singing um any old i don't know i i like how it turned out i i don't know even uh, how to describe it it's it's nothing extremely um like it's not that you never heard something like that before it's pretty like it's pretty difficult to do something like that right now with everything that's going on in the music industry but it's exciting for us because we never sound that that way and uh, i'm i'm really happy about the lyric content as well because as i was saying i've been going through a lot of changes and i and i've been having like the past two or three months of my life have been pretty hectic. I changed uh, house, I changed a job, and I went through a breakup. And so a lot of changes, and I felt really down in some of those days. And, you know, when when you get let down by so many things all at once, and I, I needed to write this song to get through it. And since since I can remember, my only way to go through things is 
by writing about them in a song. And then when the music and the lyrics come together in a way that makes me feel understood, uh, like that's when I can really process those moments. And that's why I've been listening to this song. It's almost finished. Uh, actually, it's like I received today the final mix, but th throughout the last few weeks, I've been listening to different versions of it. And I kept listening because I was like listening to my voice telling me how should I feel about what's happening to me. And it's a good reminder. And I hope that sometimes it happens to me that I listen to songs that I wrote years ago and they talked to me in a way that I didn't expect they would do when I wrote them. And I was like, if myself from two years ago wrote that and I'm listening to it now and it makes sense, like different sense than when I wrote it, but still makes sense to me. That's something I really try to like implement in our music because I wanted to have this effect on other people as well. So I hope that this song, when it comes out, if somebody's going through that kind of things that I'm going through right now, they can find a little, like they can, they can feel understood and they can like feel strong to, to move on because that's what's cool in my opinion about this song that that's the ref the like reflective part mm -hmm. of it when you uh, in which you think and you and you like really try to understand what's happening and why it has happened and there's also a very angry part of it that express like the the fact that like you sometimes when these things happen you're just angry angry not hungry and um and you just want to let it out and be like it, it, it it's not right that this is happening to me because i don't deserve it and there's also that that part in the song and and yeah that's what you can expect from it and yeah i'm excited about it <laughs> See, this is what excites me about it, just from the way you're talking about it. When you're talking about all the things that you've gone through the past couple months, you know, m moving into a new house, you know, start get, getting a new job, going through a breakup. There's a lot of different changes that are happening there and a lot of things that are happening all at the same time or relatively within the same time. And there's a lot of us out there, including myself, that's going through some of this stuff right now where there's a lot of things that are changing and it feels like everything is happening all at the same time and it seems like there's no end in sight to these things that are changing, whether they're good, whether they're bad, or whether they're indifferent. And it's just having to deal with all this to continue to press forward and feel like, you know, we can't just take a step back and catch our breath and just go forward. When you're talking about, you know, that anger that comes up there, it's an anger from frustration where, you know, there's things that we feel like we should be able to control, but we're just not in control anymore because we never know what's going to happen next. Maybe all of a sudden, you know, maybe it's a breakup. Maybe all of a sudden you lose your job and you're going to go get a new one. Maybe you have to move. Maybe your car completely takes a crap on itself and you have to go get a new one. And now, boom, there's a brand new car payment there. Maybe you just bought a house and, you know, your water heater goes or you just close on it and the roof collapses in a piece of it. And now you got to get that replaced. And you just feel all this stuff happening all at the same time when it's just, I don't want to have this happen. And you just feel that frustration boil up in you. And next thing you know, all of a sudden you start lashing out at people. You're, you know, you're just trying to like get frustrated. You punch a hole in the wall kind of thing. But a lot of that is just based off of we're just frustrated that all this keeps happening. And we're just like, just trying to find that like 
release of all that tension. Just ah, have it like something like that. So when you're talking about a song and talking about exactly where you're coming from and where your mindset is, there might be a lot of people that are feeling like that. It's a way for them to continue to connect themselves and say, I'm not the only one going through something like this. I'm not the only one dealing with stuff like this. And if we can continue to find the thing that brings solace to us in life, we can get to that other side of all this stuff so that we can get to the point where, you know, we're sitting on a beach drinking, you know, pina colada or having a nice glass of sangria, enjoying the views, enjoying the niceness of life and enjoying everything that's happy instead of feeling like, you know, as I believe Caleb Shomo said, stuck in December in the middle of summer. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm aiming for. And um, yeah, I forgot what I'm what I was about to say. <laughs> I had something I wanted to say, but I forgot about it. When you get all the I'll say no, I'll blame myself for that one because I was kind of like I had my thought. I kept going, you're probably like, oh, I got an idea here. And then all of a sudden just, oh dang, Kevin kept talking too much. He was finished up his thought. I forgot about it. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the blame for that one. No, don't worry. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'm just excited for this song to go, to come out. And yeah, that's, that's about it. Well, well, not only on top of that, but just with everything you're putting into this song and now with a brand new style of releasing it when it comes to releasing it with a with a brand new label on a one-song release, it, it's going to be something that's going to be interesting. And you're going into kind of a different like uncharted territory especially for a rock and metal band just because again i don't know anyone else who's done this there might be some bands have done but i really don't know anyone else who has and if they have you're definitely on the early aspect of it so it's brand new territory not only for bands and rock and metal but brand new territory for you as well so when you're excited to release it because the possibilities of what could happen for the positive are endless here you never know what's going to come of this. I mean, you release nightmares and for, for just for a contest and what it leads to, it led to an incredible opportunity to potentially do an insane one song release with a label that you never know exactly how that's going to affect the trajectory of your careers going forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's also what's exciting about it. And uh, yeah, it might, it might mm, take us on a new path and, and we're going to get some new opportunities like we did with nightmares and that's always exciting and especially because uh i wanna like i wanna make this band grow to the point that we can as i was saying before we can go out on tours that make sense that would put us in front of people that would 100% love our music if they hear it and i want to play those songs from our ep that came out in 2021 I want to play those songs live because we didn't have the, the opportunity to do that uh, just for one show we did that and it felt really good and I want to feel that again and those songs we wrote them you were talking about Bad Omens we wrote them with Jolly from Bad Omens during the pandemic and that was an incredible experience because Bad Omens they weren't as big as they are now mm. but they were a band that I was listening to it constantly because they're they're amazing and i was like these guys they're producing their own stuff i want to make a really cool ep and i want it to be independent so let me see if these guys can help me and i just contacted jolly because i saw that he was from sweden and i was like i'm in italy it makes more sense to contact him maybe it's 
in Sweden right now. I didn't know him. And and he he got back to me and he was like, no, no, I live in LA, but we can work on, on the songs. But thanks for contacting me. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And he, I sent him a song that I was working on that turned out to be The Storm. And that was the first one I sent. I sent him the demo of it. And it was pretty different from the way it ended up uh, uh, being like. And it was like, okay, let me see what we can do with this. And after a, a week, I don't remember, he sent me a new version with some addition and some changes. And at the beginning, I, I never experienced something like it. Like I always uh, used to write, I was used to writing everything with the band and and didn't, I wasn't used to somebody outside of the band to come in and be like, okay, let's change this. So it was a little bit weird because I, I thought that it was going to add something to it, like some arrangements or some stuff like it. Instead, he like kind of moved things around a little bit and changed a few bits. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh no, this is what's happening, like my song. <laughs> yeah. And then after I I heard, I, I listened to it a couple of times and I was like, yeah, what's happening is that it's better now. <laughs> so <laughs> let, me, let me see what we can do with this guy. And we started work, working on like the whole five song EP together. And it, I, I was yeah. so happy with it. Like working with him, it was like having another band member that he but but he was like coming from a completely different world compared to us mm -hmm. that we've been always writing thrash metal music like only riff based music and he was helping us like shaping the, the new sound mm -hmm. with his experience and i learned so much from working with him that's why now i'm able to produce uh like the new song that's coming out is completely produced by myself and and the songs that i'm producing for other artists as well I produce them for them and it's mm, like a lot of it it has to do with me uh, collaborating with jolly from bad omens that seeing how it worked on my songs helped me understand how, how a producer uh, should work and uh, it was a, an incredible learning experience for me and on top of it 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 ended up mm, giving me five songs that i'm really proud of to put on an ep and, and now I'm proud to say I wrote them with Bad Omens guitarist. <laughs> and I, I'm sure that if I would have to contact him now without knowing him, he would be like, I have no time for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm in a, an extremely successful band and we're always touring. And if I have to write for someone, it's going to have to be like a, a gigantic band. And I would understand him. And luckily, I got to know him when they were big, but not extremely mm -hmm. popular like they are today so now we're still in touch and we probably will work on new songs together in the future when he has time to do it like i was uh, emailing him a few months ago telling him how happy i am for their success and how much they deserve it and especially him coming from sweden deciding to go live in la to join this band i mean i'm really i'm really uh, like fascinated by his story and his choices in life and and how cool things they brought him and and I'm really happy for him and luckily we we connected enough to the point that now we we can like check on each other mm -hmm. uh, through emails and when when he has time we could like work on a 
few more songs together. We have songs that we like started together, but they never really, um, we never really finished them. They never really came out. So we might finish those ones or, or I could send him a new idea and we could work some, some new songs together. But that's just really cool to have like a, a contact uh, of such big relevance in, in, in the rock and metal world right now that, that we built in the right moment in time. So that, that was really, really cool. I, I think one great way to kind of put a like a you know a little bow on that whole entire story too, because on top of all that, that is just incredible being able to work with Joey, you know, Battleman's guitarist, being able to work, learn from him in terms of different things with song production, working on your music, and now you're able to take a lot of that, produce it with yourself, use your own skill set to do that, but also share that knowledge with other bands as well. And now, yes, Bad Omens, again, one of the biggest bands in the world right now. It's like, when, especially when it comes to metal, especially for bands that are coming up that are going to be like, you know, we're going to look at back in them like 10 years and be like, who are the bands that took over, you know, the 2020s in terms of metal? We're going to be looking at Bad Omens. We're looking at Spirit Box. We're looking at Sleep Token with what they're doing this year. But think, but, it, you know, the thing that just amazes me is, you never know if he, you know, you if you never contact him, but you contact him, he might have the time for you. You never know. But the thing is, is no matter what happens, why not give it a shot? If 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 they're, if they're big, small, medium size, just give it a shot. If you want to work with them, give it a shot. Ask them. The because the best thing they can say is yes. The second best thing they can say is no. They say yes. Oh my God. Y- y- how is that possible? But you got it. You got a yes, and now you're working with someone that maybe that you admire. Maybe you're, from my standpoint, for the podcast, I've I've emailed Rand like some like bands. I'm like, I'll probably never get them. Let's give it a shot right here. And then all of a sudden, I get a yeah. What's your availability? They'd love to be on. I'm like, whoa, 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 huh? Okay, let's do this. But you got to give it a shot because otherwise, if you don't give it a shot, they're not gonna know you, and they're not. The answer is gonna be well, you never knew. But they answer and they say, can't do it. No, not this time. Hey, at least you know. At least, you know, but you're taking that chance and you never know where that chance might get you. You take a look at a lot of the great musicians out there, a lot of the great bands out there, how they got to where they are right now. A lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice. But there's always like, what's one main moment that led them there? It was they took a chance on something. They tried something. They reached out and they asked somebody a question or asked to be a part of something. They took a stand on something when it's just like, well, with by taking that chance, it possibly led them to something even greater. Look at Ice Nine Kills for an example. They took a chance on going so heavily into the whole entire horror idea and the whole entire horror concept around music. You know, we'd seen bands go that route, but not as deep as like and as like you know very literary and very like source material focused room that they did. Who would have thought that would have worked? But yeah. now they're they're who are they touring with? Um, they're opening for Metallica. <laughs> across the world yeah yeah that's really inspiring <laughs> uh, that's really inspiring and i i always love to hear those kind of stories mm. because yeah you you i mean you would think okay metal and horror yeah they 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 go well together mm-hmm. but the way they did it it's so well done that it feels like they're i don't know they're they're the band for it there's nobody it's better at what they're doing right now and even like colossal band like metallica recognize recognize that 
And it's cool. You cannot say anything about her. You can say like, you guys nailed it. <laughs> That's it. You might like it, not like it. I love their, their latest albums. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they deserve it. Like I was saying for Bad Omens, they deserve it. At the end of the day, if you get there, it's because you deserve it. I mean, there's no like trick or magic trick that can get you there. Like the music's got to be good. The idea behind it's got to be good. And the effort that you put behind mm -hmm. the whole project it's got to be good otherwise you, you're not going to reach it you you can see see those kind of one hit wonders mm -hmm. because they i don't know they paid a campaign on the radio or they did something that worked once but if you don't have that kind of uh like solid foundation behind the whole project you're not gonna be able to sustain it that's why bands like Bad Omens, Ice Nine Kills, they make it because they have like so many years of experience mm -hmm. before making it. And when they actually make it, they're able to like live up to that. And they're able to, they have the kind of experience that they're like, they're good live, uh, they're good at their live shows and they're good at keeping their momentum going. So that that's the difference between like, a one hit wonder and a band that's supposed to make it from the start and you can see their trajectory and they're like yeah like um before or after they're gonna reach that point <laughs> no matter what mm -hmm. and i've seen this happening so many times it's, it's happened so many times throughout history it can continue to happen but you said it perfectly between the two i got one more question before you for before we head out and when it comes to the new song when can we expect to hear it is there a certain day yet, a certain time frame yet? If you're like, oh, no, I don't, can't share the date right now, don't share it. I'm just looking for something like, when can I expect to hear this? Because you're getting me excited, man. No, don't worry. I'm not like that kind of guy that goes like, oh, it's all a secret. Oh, you know, because you know what? We're not like, we're not at the level of Bring Me The Horizon that, that the teasing stuff is going to make it more exciting. Mm -hmm. We're at our label, which is like, we just want to, we just want the song to go out and if we can give you a little preview i like i would but um the thing is that i think it's going to come out in around two months because uh we're sending out the masters to this label and they said that that's mm. more or less the time that that it's gonna uh, that they're gonna need in order to like release the song so more or less two months and probably we're gonna uh release a few snippets of, of it on our social media before that so to, to get everyone excited and yeah so in in a couple of months we should we should like the song should be out and i should be already working on on a new song <laughs> i feel like you definitely would be working on a new song already by the time that one comes out but just about two months so by the end of June, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Maybe beginning of July, but that's kind of the time frame we're looking around. Could happen, it couldn't happen, but if you're gonna follow, if you're gonna want to, you know, know when you're gonna want to follow on with Ultra Violence and know all about that and when that's gonna happen. So, Larice, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I always like to do is give my guest, which is you in this instance, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug wherever to plug, promote wherever to promote at the end of the podcast. So, my friend, the floor is yours. Oh, yeah. So thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. And to everybody who's listening, like if you didn't, if you didn't know the band Ultraviolence, check out our latest EP from 2021. It's called Beyond and all the singles that we released after that one. 
um, you might find something you like in those songs, especially listen to the lyrics because I always try to like put a really deep message behind it. Other than that, you can find us on social media and uh, we're always open to like have a conversation with the fans and people that discover our band. So feel free to message us and to take part of conversation on, on our social media. And uh, yeah, that's it. Well said. Now it's time for me in this podcast with three specific things. So first things first, when it comes to ultraviolence, you're going to want to follow along with them on social media. You're going to want to stream that EP from 2021. And you're going to be ready when the new song comes out within the next couple of months. So best way to do that is, now I'm talking convenience here because you're going to want the easiest way to do this, right? Go to the script for the podcast where it says find ultraviolence online. There's going to be links and labels for everything down there. So you can follow them on social media. You can watch music videos. You can listen to music. You connect them on all of those platforms right there. All things to be, you don't have to do any research. You have to go down and click the link and take it from there. That's all you got to do. I'm doing a lot of legwork for you. All you got to do is click or tap or touch or whatever you're going to do. Cause maybe you're on a smartphone. You're like, touch. So number two, Loris, I like to make a certain promise to my guests on the podcast. I enjoy having on the podcast a way to say, thank you for taking your time for me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I wish to continue to support the band in the future. And my friend, you have hit on this. So my promise to you is this. It is not an if, not an if. I hate saying if because it implies this might not happen. It's a when because it implies it's going to happen. We just don't know what day or time yet. When I get to see you perform live for the first time. I'm going to go all Liam Neeson from Taken. I'm going to look for you. I'm going to find you. And the first round is going to be on me. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Perfect. It's going to happen. I don't know when, how, where, but. Never, Never been to the States and uh, we, we cannot wait. I mean, as I was saying before, we're waiting for the right opportunity yeah. to do that. Like something that makes sense, like opening up for a, bigger band taking us to the states we're like we're already there mm -hmm. you don't need to say anything more but we're just waiting for an opportunity like that yeah you guys never been to the states i have not been to italy yet so there's always a possibility for that as well and Loris, as we bring this podcast conclusion i cannot end this by saying goodbye because i made you a promise this conversation was fantastic i'd love to be back on the podcast once again especially to hear how this one single on a label works out because that concept just blows my mind I cannot say goodbye. That is way too final, my friend. No, no, no. This is, I'll see you later. Yeah, see you later, dude. Well, folks, this is an interview with Larissa the band Ultraviolence. So now it's time for Kevin's final thought. Well, the point that I had me spiraling was, of course, the one song label agreement. Now, the reason why that had me spiraling was this. We had heard from Larissa about the band being on a label and then going independent. And then when he said they're going back on a label for this release, I was like, Okay, I've heard bands that go independent. They usually stick that way unless there's some weird monetary thing going on. So what was the purpose behind it? That's where my mind was going. And when he said he was, they were doing it for a one-song thing and he brought up how electronic artists do something similar, now that had me incredibly interested. And my you know, takeaway from this is if this is something that you know, Ultraviolence finds is successful – if this has had success in the electronic music industry and with the way that streaming is going and the way that the focus is on the single everywhere and rock and metal is no exception, the focus being on the single, why aren't other bands potentially doing the same thing? Now, I did bring up the example of a band doing a lot of singles over the past couple of years. 
falling in reverse, but they have such a strong label agreement with Epitaph that, you know, that's not going to end up being broken and it's provided to be very fruitful for both parties involved. But what about the bands that you don't necessarily know about yet? What about those, you know, low tier, middle tier players that want to become the heavy hitters in the scene today? And maybe they're independent. Maybe they're trying to get their name out there. What are they going to do? What happens if all of a sudden they decide to say, you know what? I want to try this and see what happens. And what happens? Let, let, let's use Bad Omens as the example. What would happen if Bad Omens was independent after their first two albums? I'm going to say this. Say after the first two albums, Bad Omens was independent. And then they released The Death of Peace of Mind off of a different label. And that was the one time they were going to release a whole album though. Say they release the song that Peace of Mind won, and people get into it. And now they go to a different label for the second single. And then people get into it even more. And then the third and the fourth, and people are going nuts from, you know, songs like, what was it? Um, like a Villain, Nowhere to Go, Artificial Suicide. So you have four insane songs that people are just clamoring for. And then the, the album comes out from a different label. And people are just going ooh gaga over it. And now Battleman's in the exact same position they are now. And it's like they can go and do the electronic thing where they can just go at any label they want for one song, push up. Who knows what that could have provided? Who knows what kind of options they could be? Again, that's a very hypothetical because, of course, Bad Omens does have their own record deal right now, and it's probably going to be very fruitful for them, very powerful for them. So they're not. But what happens? If we get a band that's going to come up that's like that, that has that potential, and does something, you know, in that similar mindset, but they just release singles, and it's just one badass single after another under these different labels. What could be the possibility there? It could completely upend the current state of rock and metal in terms of how music is, how music deals are done and how record deals are done. Of course, that's always been happening, especially over the past 10 years with streaming, with the pandemic. And now, you know, potentially this might be a thing. Watch out for it in five years. Either it's going to be a thing or it's going to be absolutely nothing because maybe it doesn't work in rock and metal. Who knows? The songs, the styles, the fan base, the way it's consumed is very different. Well, not the way it's consumed. I mean, the way it's consumed in terms of like streaming. Yeah, everything's consumed streaming. But how people that are the fans that connect and consume the music holistically versus electronic. Yeah, there's going to be differences in there. So those differences could come out for a massively different thing. But it's something to watch out for. Something I'm very excited for. So I want to thank Larissa for sharing that. And I want to thank him being on the podcast for Ultra Violence. Again, if you want to find out more about Ultra Violence, watch, you know, music videos, connect them on social media, and know when that new song is coming out. Link description to the podcast is fine. Ultra Violence Online, links, labels, everything for you. Also, make sure you follow along with us on online. You know, we got social media too. Facebook, Instagram. I think Twitter is still active. No more TikTok though. So go follow us on Facebook or Instagram. You can connect with us there. Feel free to message us because I'm the only one that does this. So I will answer your message. And at the exact same time too, you know, you're going to find something you like. You're going to find out more about the podcast and everything else around there. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast by hitting that subscribe button if you're on YouTube or hitting that follow button or subscribe button if you're on Spotify Podcast or iHeartRadio and Amazon. Those subscribes are very, very helpful for us. So thank you very much for, you know, supporting the podcast. So go and hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Also, thank you, Phoenix Fitness, for supporting this podcast. Remember 20% off. Use the code CPP20 at FX.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness, description of the podcast. Thank you, Loris, for being the podcast. I'm going to watch this one carefully because, oh, my Lord, just the idea behind it just blows my mind.
So I can't wait to see what happens. So on that note, that's good for the guys. Thank you for listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all! Yeah!